0: To it. When I'm at Ramah, I am home. Hi, my name is Lily Schwartzman, and this summer I would have been a rosh yad at the Ramah Sports Academy. When I think about staples of my own Jewish identity, I'm flooded with memories of the foods that I ate, whether it was challah or brisket for Shabbat dinner, or special foods like apple and honey, or latkes on Jewish holidays. I always remember food being intricately connected to the story of my own Judaism. Now, I spend a lot of time thinking about the food we eat together in Jewish community. Does it bond us strongly to our Jewish identity? And if so, how does that bond occur? A few weeks ago, my sister told me she was really missing her time at camp and that her favorite camp meal, Shabbat morning coffee cake, was one thing she missed particularly. That Friday, we made coffee cake together and enjoyed it on Shabbat morning. Our senses of taste and smell transported us to summer's past, re-triggering the positive memories of our times in the Chadar Ochel. The holy relationship between us and food did not just begin at the inception of Jewish summer camp, but God paved the way for our relationship to food in the desert when God first gave the Israelites manna. Though, we learn from this week's Torah portion, Parshat Akev, that the Israelites' association with manna were not always akin to my sister's positive association with coffee cake. In fact, a verse at the beginning of our Torah portion questions whether the purpose of manna was actually to afflict the Israelites in the desert. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3 says, God subjected you to the hardship of hunger and then gave you manna to eat which neither you nor your fathers had ever known in order to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but that man may live on anything that God decrees. It seems from this verse that God gave mana to the Israelites in daily increments to teach the Israelites to rely on God. Why would God want the Israelites to feel hunger in order for them to believe in God's own power? A medieval commentator, Kuni, says that God knew that the Israelites may complain that the food they had in the desert was different from the food they had in Egypt, so God had to wait until the Israelites were hungry to provide their only option to eat, manna. This dynamic between the Israelites and God may have developed a relationship of fear or resentment. Another interpretation of God's careful delineation of the manna comes to us in the Babylonian Talmud in Yoma 76b. The students of Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai asked him, why didn't the manna fall for the Jewish people just once a year instead of coming down every day? He said to them, let me tell you a story. There was a king who only had one son. He gave him money for food once a year, so the son only came to visit once a year. The king wanted to see his son more, so he granted him money for food every day, and the son visited every day. So too with the Jewish people, they knew the manna would come every day, so they prayed to God daily. God's daily delineation of the manna gave the Israelites a reason to pray and gather in community that represented the values that God wanted. Further, God gave the ability to taste manna differently. So each person could, in a way, choose how they wanted to taste their relationship with God. In other ways, they could choose their own flavor of their Jewish practice. Clearly, the Israelites did not agree with God's daily delineation of the manna. But we see now that it kept them together in anticipation for that daily food. Whether God chose to give manna daily in order to incite fear within the Israelites or to unite them through God's power. God and the Israelites in Parshat Akev teach us the power of daily reminders in being accountable to ourselves, our communities, or our religion. This accountability was developed around the exchange of food between God and the Israelites, giving the Israelites a continued reason to return to God. Perhaps it's not a coincidence that just as we eat three meals a day, it's also customary to pray three times a day. Just as, for some of us, our favorite foods at camp keep us wanting to return to taste them again or replicate them at home to remember the sweet tastes and smells of our times at camp. Shabbat Shalom. Shalom, and thank you for tuning in to Kol Barama. If you're looking for more information about Camp Ramah Overnight and Day Camps, Israel programs, year-round events, and virtual offerings— please visit our website at www.camprama.org.